Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Today is January 14th, 2022. Uh, some <laughs> fine weather out there. What's the weather like today, Gabby? I have no clue. Oh, happy Friday, people. Happy Friday. <laughs> having a good day. So is Ryan Letniak. Ryan Letniak's having a great morning. He wants to know, how about you guys? <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that, Gabby. Do not do that. We don't do that no more. No, I'm I'm happy. I'm good. I'm just saying I haven't experienced much of the morning yet. <laughs> hey, Steve. How you doing today? Wow. You don't remember the, the Steve Harvey thing? Oh, yes. Now you remember? Now I hey, remember. Hey, Steve. Yeah. It's Wayne Hillier here. <laughs> How you doing? Right. Welcome up. All right. I'm already awake. I'm here. All right. I'm good. You don't got to prove it to me. Seems like I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a good day today. We've got a good show today. Um, Mr. Barry McGuire is coming on. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Is that he just, uh, just joined? <clears throat> yeah, Barry McGuire just joined in. Um, do a little bit of an introduction here, and then we'll get Barry in. Um, upcoming events. We obviously got the the uh, meetup in Edmonton, the, the townhouse open house this Sunday. Uh, it's at uh, 2 o'clock. If you didn't sign up through Eventbrite, you are out of luck. Um, all spots are filled on that one, but we'll do something else in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you that are coming, I'm going to, I'm going to probably send multiple messages. Uh, I'll find different ways to, to, to reach you. Uh, one <laughs> way is here. What? I'll find you. I'll find you. <laughs> <clears throat> um, well, I'll send out an email as well, but people don't read emails and this definitely happened last time. Here's the thing. If you're coming on Sunday and you've signed up park on the street <laughs> for the love of <laughs> don't park in other people's spots. And parking guest parking it's just too many people it's just just keep the guest parking open for the you know for everyone else that's trying to enjoy the area um just park on the street there's plenty of street parking um that's that okay and you'll get an email from me reminding <laughs> you as well because i reminded everyone last time in the email and no one read it so yeah, this is me yeah that's that's that okay and uh as well uh january 21st to 23rd we've got our real estate investment cabinet retreat on alberta beach three-day cabinet retreat you know, with five other ambitious real estate investors, you know, you get to spend the weekend with us, you know, working on your goals and working on, what are we working on at the cabinetry cab? <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard. It's so, it's so. Building you know, your dream life, reverse engineering it. <laughs> I keep trying to re- rephrase it in a more exciting way. I was just talking with someone about this the other day. They were, they were interested. And um, I'm like, you know what? doesn't matter how I word it. It doesn't sound sexy. It's like, you're, we're going to work on your goals and we're going to reverse engineer your vision to build you a roadmap to the to, to the life of your dreams. Unless you've got some sort of gimmick line, it doesn't sound, you know what I mean? Like I could say like, I'm going to, I'm going to make you a millionaire as quickly as possible, but it's just, I, that's not my thing. I want to tell you the truth. And it's, it's probably the most valuable, you know, three days you'll ever have if you're a real estate investor. I can say that for dang sure. Yeah. If you're committed. Okay. Well, <laughs> Gotta want it. Yeah, that's that's Gotta true. Put the as work well. in. That's true as well. It's uh, you can't make it happen for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't say like you need to do it in order to be successful, but I'm I, I can say confidently it can be life changing. <laughs> that it helps. It yeah. definitely helps. Um, and and you know what? Not just us there. Barry McGuire is going to be there as well. Damn right. <laughs> <clears throat> He's going to do a, a presentation there on on the Saturday about uh, creative real estate investing strategies, joint ventures, wholesaling, flips. Rent owns agreement for sales. Did I get all of them? No, oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for your help. Um, okay. We'll get right into it. Uh, you know, today. Introduce the man. Yeah. Mr. Barry McGuire uh, is coming on. He's been a real estate lawyer in Edmonton for over 45 years. Um, he is co author of the national bestseller, 97 Tips for Canadian Real Estate Investors. Um, sought after speaker for investment, real estate, and law groups. Um, I like he was like, he was, he was lawyer of the, of the year 
this year too, last yeah. year too, wasn't he? Yeah. In Edmonton. Guys I forget got, what the publication was, but heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got more accolades than you can count. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, he's a, he's a lawyer at, uh, at Field Law in Edmonton. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, real estate closings. Indeed. Yes. Let's do it. Is he, is he there? Are we bringing him in? I sent him the invite. <clears throat> okay. Whenever Barry's ready, sure. he'll receive that invite. He'll come in. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's get take a sip of my coffee here. <laughs> I guess Barry. I forget to hit the join now button. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Barry. How you doing? Hi, Barry. I'm doing well. I was sitting there looking around to see who you were talking about. There was some guy that was, I don't know, doing pretty well in life. And <laughs> turned out to be me. Uh, no biggie. <laughs> I like uh, I like your your uh, avatar there. Um, you got your cartoon yeah, no. picture of you. Nice. Not bad. <laughs> love it. Not I love bad. it. That sort of looks like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, uh, as I was as I was mentioning, um, you know, uh, extremely happy to have you on today. Um, real estate closings is one. I, you know what? I haven't talked about this on the podcast. I don't think all. I've ever heard this talked about. <laughs> that is true. I love it. And yet, it's a very common topic and question that I get through different coaching calls and on you know just in in general. Like you know, if you've never dealt with buying a property before or an investment property, or maybe you've only done one or two, there's a lot of things that can possibly come up, right? <laughs> Yeah, ton, no, tons of things that can come up, and uh, the the realist the, the actual closing part of it, which is a kind of a broad, broad term, uh, is scary. Uh, I mean, it's buying a property is scary. I mean, do you remember buying your first property and signing for a mortgage of hundreds of thousands of dollars? That, I mean, it it scares the pants off people, and 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 so the the technicalities and the you know, the black art of what the lawyer does uh, freaks people out. So I, I think this is a, is a really good thing to talk about, not only to, not only to explain it, but because there are, uh, there are things to know about how deals close that can uh, make them go uh, more smoothly, that can uh, make them less stressful, that can uh, help you make a better deal. So there's lots, lots to unpack on what the heck is a real estate closing or what are the things around a closing? So it is a really good topic. Yeah. yeah. So I have to just make a quick side note, Barry. Um, I'm assuming you've got a microphone or headset or something that's on probably on your chest and it's rubbing and it sounds like you're eating a bag of chips. <laughs> just sort of like that. that, 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 that. All right. So I should hold it off my chest. I will do that. How's that? I, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're having a little 6 a.m. snack. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. Yeah. What I'm doing is I'm I'm lying in my big easy chair, all relaxed, with a, a big cup of coffee beside nice. me. Oh, sort of. Yeah. yeah. So I'll hold the mic off my chest, which I'm doing now. That's what this morning's all about. And I, you know what? Everybody else is listening. What? Do, where? Where do you guys? Because we we got some loyal listeners that come in every morning. I want to know where you're sitting. Are you driving? Are you brushing your teeth? Or are in you the sitting bathtub? in your, in the bathtub? <laughs> that or. Or are you are you just you know sitting there and you're lazy boy and just you know just sitting yeah. kicking your legs up? I love that. Uh, yeah, put it in the comments. I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what? I um okay. Well, maybe 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 I'll, maybe I'll see what I can do to help get this this conversation started because obviously it takes a little time to you know it's kind of like starting a, a lawnmower. You got to like you know pull it a couple times and then eventually once it starts going, you know the, I'm sure the conversation is going to flow and the, qu the questions are going to come in. So. Let's let's just do a hypothetical. You've uh, you've you found your dream home, or you found your dream investment property, and you had it with conditions. You got your home inspection done. You reviewed your condo documents. You reviewed the uh, um, you, you uh, what's the other one? What's the other one? Oh, you got your financing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, financing. Got your financing all done. You're like, okay, I'm gonna remove my conditions, and now it's gonna be an unconditional offer. Bam, you do it. What's next, right? The realtor normally sends the, every, the documents off to the lawyer. What typically happen, happens next? So, so, so right at, at the point where you remove conditions, as, as you said, you've gone through the whole process. 
you hold your breath, you sign the paper that says, this deal is unconditional, I'm removing all my conditions. You're right, mm -hmm. at that point, uh, at that point, the uh, listing realtor's office, if you're buying, it's not your realtor, it's the seller's realtor, uh, their office packages up all of the paperwork, the contract, the amendments, the addenda. Uh, they put it together with a letter and they send it off to both the buyer's lawyer and the seller's lawyer, basically saying, all right, boys, this is now a, a firm deal. Mr. X, Joe, Joe Blow is on for the seller, Barry, you're on for the buyer. And here's when the deal closes, so get going. So right. that is... Um, that's what starts it from our end after a buyer goes unconditional. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that pops up there that I, I think it's good for any buyer to know is timing. Right. Yes. T timing comes up a whole bunch in how things close. So let's say it's a classic deal where I'd like to say there's 30 days between condition removal and the closing date, the, the possession date. Right almost never get 30 days lucky to get <laughs> lucky they get two weeks often i'm dealing with one right now where where the the note from the realtor from my buyer's realtor says gee sorry barry there's only six days between now and closing but that's what we had to do yeah. so uh one of the one of the things everybody has to remember about life in real estate today is everything is busy it's yeah. busy yeah. because real estate is hot still, uh, and it's busy because of delay. COVID has just slowed everything down to, uh, my goodness, uh, I mean, it takes sometimes six to nine months to get rid of a mortgage after we after we help somebody buy a property and we, or sell a property, we pay off their old mortgage. We have yeah. to get rid of that, and and it takes the bank six to nine months to get us the paperwork we need to 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 get rid of it. Wow. Uh, if you send something to land titles right now, it's uh, I think we're running ten to twelve weeks to get it's, something it's, registered. Mm -hmm. So uh, so everything takes a long time, including including for the seller's realtor to get us the paperwork. Let's say we have two weeks. Goes unconditional. We got two weeks to close. Um, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing. My, and my client calls, let's say, let's say you guys, Wayne and Gabby are buying a property. Uh, you call me up seven days after condition removal and go, so Barry, how's it going? Uh, now, if you've given me the heads up already, I might say, uh, sorry, got nothing. If you haven't given me the heads up, I might say, going with what, <laughs> what are you talking about? So the first bit of coaching I would say on a real estate closing is once you've gone unconditional as a buyer and you're using a realtor, most people use a realtor, tell your realtor to send your lawyer all the paperwork. It's this kind of a, it's a kind of email. Hi, Barry, I'm realtor for Wayne and, uh, Wayne and Gabby. They're buying a property. Here's all the stuff. Yeah. Now they, they won't say, I know you're going to get that from the seller's realtor eventually, and you probably don't have it yet. That's why we're doing this. They're not going to say that, but tell your realtor to send the paperwork to the lawyer as soon as you go unconditional, because right. that takes advantage of the short bit of time you have. This is a two week closing, I think, in you our example. Barry, I was going to ask you because um, our, I guess we have a really great uh, realtors on our side because our realtors always do that. So when you said that it's the selling realtor who sends it, I had no clue because we always are attached to that email from our buying for yeah. from our realtor as the buyer yes. saying, "Hey Barry, here's here's the stuff." So I just assumed that they were the ones who sent it, but mm -hmm. that's well, good well. to know that that doesn't just automatically happen. That's a good realtor or you telling them to. <laughs> yes, and um, I know your realtor and. Uh, We've, we've, he and I have chatted about that and, um, he understands that that's a good thing to do. And he's religious about doing that, which I really appreciate yeah. religious awesome. about doing it. Yeah. So, so there's the first thing, uh, for timing and for, mm -hmm. for reduction of stress is get the paperwork to your lawyer, especially on a short close. So anything two weeks or less 
from unconditional removal to the closing day is running into it being a kind of a quick close. Right. You know, if you're if you're closing 60 days down the road, you don't really have to worry about it. Even the slackest of real estate offices will will get it yeah. to be within 60 days. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's uh, so that's the first thing. So the next thing then as a buyer, you're sitting around going, okay, I have, I've gone unconditional. What's next and, and, and what's going to happen is that, uh, is that sooner or later, you're going to have to come and see the lawyer and, and sign a bunch of paperwork or maybe do it all, uh, do it all by a Zoom meeting. Yeah, that's one other thing um, I was going to ask about as well. We can get well, into that can, after. We can get into that as we, as we go down the road a little bit. So the, the next thing that's really useful for the buyer to do is to communicate with the lawyer uh, as quickly as possible on their own hook. Fine. Tell your realtor to send the lawyer the paperwork. That's great. But uh, the buyer should get in touch with their lawyer right away if they haven't already been going back and forth, because maybe they have. But maybe it's the first touch. Get in touch with the lawyer. Hi, it's Wayne and Gabby here. We're buying a property. It closes two weeks from now. You know, just touching base. First thing I'm going to do uh, when I get that email is I'm going to say, great, thanks for giving me the heads up. And um, presuming you're getting a mortgage, who is your mortgage broker or lender? Mm, and right. what's their name? What are their contact details? Uh, and the reason I ask that is because the second part of a closing from the legal end is I not only need the, the real estate contract, the real estate instructions, as we call them. Do I have yeah. real estate instructions yet? <laughs> uh, we also need mortgage instructions and, right. and those, um, when, when the conditions come off at the two week mark, when the, when the buyer signs the, um, condition removal form, the realtor gets in touch with the mortgage broker to say, okay, we're unconditional. Mm -hmm. And at that point, the mortgage broker, uh, tells the lending administrative people, whoever's organizing the loan. All right, time to send the paperwork to the lawyer. So that's the second bit of paperwork we need are the mortgage instructions. And I ask the name of the uh, mortgage broker because like the real estate instructions that come from the uh, listing, the selling realtor, mm -hmm. sometimes those mortgage instructions don't show up. And we're right. waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And, and if I don't see them pretty quickly, at least I can tap an email out to that mortgage broker to say, hey, hi, I'm Barry. I know you're on for Wayne and Gabby and they're buying. I don't have anything from the lender yet. What's, you know, yeah. what's going on? We need it. So there you go. There's, there's uh, two bits of communication and two sets of paperwork that the lawyer needs for closing that you can work with your buyer to, to get more, uh, quickly than you might normally. How much? How how much would um, mortgage instructions hold you back? If you you know if you got two weeks now you're down to thirteen days, which is you know nine business days, and it takes three business you know you lost three business days to just waiting for this lender to send you the instructions. Like, are you are you basically just sitting there with like just twiddling your thumbs waiting, or are you able to get other stuff done in the meantime? Like, is, does it hold up the whole process? Uh, it doesn't hold up the whole process because as soon as we know about a new transaction and, and we get, say we've got the real estate instructions, we don't have the mortgage instructions. What, yeah. what having the real estate instructions does, the contract and the amendments, having those allows us to say, oh, okay, we got a new file. We've got to uh, get the file open. So there's in every office, there's a file opening procedure. There are administrative things that you have to do. You've got to phone up or contact Wayne and Gabby and say, my file support clerk would be doing this. So I see you're uh, buying a new property. We need to get copies of your ID. We need to confirm some things. Uh, and then we will uh, get a title search. We do some diligence, as they say. Mm -hmm. right. We, do, right. we do some legal diligence. We do a title search uh, to see if uh, there's a property in the name of your seller looks yeah. to be the property that uh, that you're buying. Occasionally, legal descriptions are not correct. And so we look at a contract, we do a search according to what's on the contract, uh, it comes back and we look at it and go, hey, it says the seller's Bill Smith, but it's in the name of Bob Jones. What's going on? So that gives us right. a chance to say, oh, uh, you know, they put a two in when it was supposed to be a three. 
in one of the numbers. And so that threw it off. Uh, so we get a title search. We then look at the title to see what's against it. Um, there, are, there are things registered against all titles. The seller had a mortgage. There'll be an old seller's mortgage registered against the title. If the seller was an investor, there'll be an assignment of rents. There could be easements and restrictive covenants and zoning regulations. We examine the title to see what's there. Uh, what doesn't matter, like if the city has a utility right-of-way so they can run the utilities in the mm. property, that doesn't mm. come off the title. We're not worried about that. But if there's something called a restrictive covenant, we're going, oh, what's being restricted? So we order up a copy of that and we look at it. We, uh, we order up the taxes, copy of the tax search to see mm -hmm. uh, what's going on with taxes. If they're not paid, oh, okay, we've got to make sure we take care of taxes in this, in this closing. So mm. it, right. not having the mortgage instructions doesn't stop us from getting going. But as soon as we get the file open and do our diligence searches, then we're stopped because without the mortgage instructions, we can't, we can't finalize the deal. So we can only go so mm. far without those mortgage instructions. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so what about like RPR? I mean, obviously you were talking about, um, I think you, you might've briefly touched on it, but what about RPR? Like what is an RPR? Do you, cause I get, I get that question a lot too. Like what if the RPR isn't up to date? What if the fence has been changed? You know what I mean? Do you mind touching on RPR yes. really quickly? Uh, sure. Let's talk about that. RPR is a, a, a very important <laughs> part of a purchase. Um, an RPR is an abbreviation for something called a real property report. When we buy, when we buy a, a house, the land that it sits on is called real property. So a real property report is a document prepared by a professional called an Alberta land surveyor. It's a professional mm -hmm. designation. They go to a property with their uh, transits and other precise measuring instruments, and they then do a two-dimensional they make a two-dimensional drawing, very accurately prepared, of the property uh, with all of the improvements noted on the property and the improvements distances from each other and from neighboring property. So the, uh, the Alberta contract, the standard Alberta contract in section 10.2 says that the seller will provide the buyer with a current real property report and evidence of municipal compliance. Okay. Uh, so, you know, when I'm on for a, for a buyer, uh, I, when I look at the contract, I, one of the first clauses I go to is, what does clause 10.2 say? Is it just there unamended? In which case, I know I'm looking to get a real property report from the, uh, from the seller's lawyer along with uh, evidence of municipal compliance. Mm -hmm. Now, on the timing side of things, that often doesn't show up until I get the seller's lawyer's package of paperwork that I need. Mm -hmm. I need right. to get paperwork from him to finalize the transaction. And normally that includes the real property report and, uh, and compliance. So if it's current, which means that they're providing a real property report that shows the property the way it is today and Current doesn't mean a brand new RPR that we just done two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It means one that if they bought the house in 2015 and they've made absolutely no changes to the outside footprint, then the seller can pass that along to the buyer because it's, it still shows uh, the property in its current condition. Otherwise, no mm -hmm. changes. Right. The other part of that is the uh, municipal compliance. That's when the RPR gets sent to the city. And they look at it to see whether it meets city bylaws, bylaws for setbacks uh, and for whether any development permits have been issued on it. Uh, mm -hmm. What you want is a nice, clean compliance back from the city. They send a letter that says, uh, thanks for the RPR. We've looked at it. Uh, the house complies. The garage complies. The deck complies. There are no issues. That's what you want. Right. That's what you want to hear from the city. Yeah, but, but, but I was, I was about to say, but. but. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to have my own but. <laughs> you we do. all do, Wayne. <laughs> Everybody's got a butt. Yeah, well, butt me no butts, as my mother used to say. Um, How about you first? You first. <laughs> uh, the, so, so that's what we want is a nice clean RPR. And when yeah. we work this into timing, when we work this into timing, and this is, this is getting um, 
might be a little bit complicated for folks who are just learning, but it, but, but this is good. This is good. I mean, it comes up, I would say, three out of 10 times that when we get the paperwork from the seller's lawyer four or five days before the, uh, before the closing date, they send along the RPR and compliance and they're trying to give us the one from 2015. Yeah. And they provide, they provide it along with um, a letter of compliance and the house says, or the, the compliance says uh, the house is fine. The garage is fine. No issues. But. The affidavit that the uh, the affidavit that the sellers have signed says we're providing the 2015 RPR and compliance, and there have been no changes to the property at all, except we've added a deck. Mm-hmm. So now, three or four days before closing, we don't have the RPR and compliance that Section 10.2 says. It's not a current RPR if it doesn't show the deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why is that a timing issue? Because um, in order to meet Section 10.2, what we want for the buyer is we want the seller to apply for permits for that deck. Well, for, sorry, let me back up a step. We want them to get their surveyor to update that RPR, to add the deck. And then once the RPR is updated, it needs to be submitted to the city uh, for a new compliance, and and so the city will say, oh yeah, yeah, we see the new RPR, uh, the deck. Uh, there are no permits for the deck, so the the seller has to go through the permitting process for what's called an as-built deck, and that takes a whole whack of time. It takes right. a whole whack of time to do it. I would say the sellers is never going to get away uh, with getting the new RPR done, a new compliance submitted, permits done. In less than, I would say, 45 days, normally it takes, you know, two to three months to get it done. Now, uh, that's if they do things in the normal course. Ordering a new RPR is a couple of weeks. Compliance application is a couple of weeks. Uh, It goes, it gets refused. They tell you permits. Permits can be a couple of weeks or a month. So what do you do? I mean, here you are. You have a closing in two weeks. Um... Sorry, it's a closing in four days now because we got the seller's paperwork. Then you're into a whole bunch of negotiations on what do we do about this? And emotion. emotion. Oh, kills people. Call up people, say, uh, hmm, you know, we got this RPR problem. So, uh, what you know, what can we do about that? What we want is a nice, clean RPR and compliance to come along. Big slugger coffee there, sorry. Well, you can uh, help yourself. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we want it to be, when we get it from the seller's lawyer, we want it to be nice and clean and tidy. If it isn't, could we have done anything else about that? So this goes back to, this goes back to when, you're, when you're writing an offer. If you want to nail down this RPR and compliance issue, long before you go unconditional and as part of writing the contract, uh, you put in, uh, you put in a term in the contract when you're writing it that says, um, "Let's make it a condition. Let's make it a condition and not a term." You say, uh, "Subject to seller providing um, the RPR and compliance pursuant to clause ten point two for buyer's review." And to buyer satisfaction, honor before, and you, um, you you get that in as part of your offer. So, if there's going to be a problem, you learn about it long before the seller is providing paperwork four days before closing. So that, right. that pro tip, wow, yeah, yeah, so you- and that's that's not a tough one to do because it brings oh. it. It gets the issue on the table really early in the game. And these issues are always solvable, by the way. I don't mean to say that that an yeah. RPR or, or you know, a, 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 an incomplete or inaccurate RPR is the end of the world. It's not. It's, right. all, it's all solvable problems. It's the time. And that's what we're talking about today is closing mm-hmm. and timing. So yeah. you can put that kind of a condition uh, in your offer and get it early, review it, and deal with problems early.
Yeah. And your real estate agent isn't going to do that automatically. That's something that you as the client needs to tell your agent to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Gabby, you are very good at putting your finger right on the soft spot of some of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I... I love my realtors. I've got a great crew of realtors that refer lots and lots of deals to me. So we're not talking about my realtors here. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about other realtors who maybe don't understand the importance of the RPR or how to deal with it, as we've just talked about. Mm -hmm. Or I hate to say it, but there are a few realtors who, when you talk to them about an RPR, they go. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. I just leave that to the lawyers, <laughs> which I fill out is... the documents. Sorry, that's all I do. Okay. I fill out the documents. Yeah. I do my negotiations. All right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. Doing a very good imitation of lots of the realtors I've, uh, I've dealt with. <laughs> on this issue. Boy, but it's the truth though, right? Some, some, that, that it's just a transactional thing. That's it. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's because they don't really realize how important it is, how traumatic it is, how time consuming it is. Uh, how it might be expensive for their buyer. Mm -hmm. But when we get things four days before closing, it take, often takes a whole whack of lawyer time to, to solve the problem. And solving RPR problems is not part of a basic legal account. Mm -hmm. If I have to spend an hour and a half fighting with a seller's lawyer about what he has to do in, in order to protect my buyer client, that likely... Um, that likely means my buyer is getting at least a little bigger account than he would normally get. Yeah. I try and take it easy on my clients and I never bill them at my outrageous hourly rate for all the time I put in just cause they don't know. And it's not fair. And I mean, yeah. it's not their fault. It's not my fault either. And it's not their fault. And, uh, but it, but it does, uh, cause stress emotionally and otherwise, and it, it, it does possibly lead to a larger account. And also, you know, the RPR, if you look at it early on and as part of the transaction, um, it can give you a lot of information. I yeah. mean, let's say your plan is to, uh, this is a well, kind of a small house, nice house, but small house on a big lot. And you're going, you know what, we could put a nice addition on the back there. We could turn this from a two bedroom into a four bedroom uh, with a, a better size kitchen looking out in the backyard. That's why we're buying the property. Well, according to the city bylaws, you have to have a certain amount of room between the back of your house and your garage, if there is one. Right. And the RPR will look and tell you whether or not you have enough room to put up the addition that you're planning to, to put up. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you buy the house, go to the city and say, okay, house of our dreams. Well, once renovated, it'll be the house of our yeah. dreams. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're applying for a permit to build our addition. They go, oh, hmm, you're two feet short here. Uh, mm. Sorry, can't do it. Now, now you now you can't do with the house what you want to do. So uh, an RPR gives people lots of information, and there's more to the conversation than what we're doing. Yeah. Overall, you're you're way better to put that clause in the contract that you're. It's conditional on uh, getting an RPR and compliance to the buyer satisfaction on or before. Make sure it's well before the completion date, examining it, figuring out what you want to do with the property, consulting with your realtor and or your lawyer on whether or not that RPR is adequate and eliminating the late RPR issue, which just can cause all kinds of heartburn. Yeah. Barry, I know that um, we, we may or may not have you for a limited time today. Um, is there a specific time you need to get away? Uh, yes, I've kind of booked here till 630 and then I'm heading off to do some other things I already have booked. Okay, then uh, then I won't. Uh, well, do you mind just answering a quick question from a listener that added? Um, you can give it a simple answer. He said, uh, if there's no RPR, well, is title insurance enough to to help you sleep at night? Sleep at night? <laughs> okay, I'm requesting that you book me for another. Yes. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> for another session. Yes. And, and we should do it probably fairly quickly because... Uh, the question of accepting a title title insurance in mm -hmm. place of the RPR and compliance mm -hmm. is enough to talk about for thirty minutes. Oh shoot! Okay. All right. Well, you yeah. know what? I, I'll I'll have so, my people talk to your people. Maybe even next okay. week. 
if yeah. uh, if we can swing it. And uh, I'd love to have that discussion. There's, there's something else I wanted. You know, like I was just thinking about throughout this whole thing. Um, I, I'm thinking back because this reminds me of Tales in the Trenches. And uh, I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before about how like the, one of the first podcasts that I loved listening to, the only one that was around, was Tales from the Trenches. And you guys should definitely go look it up on iTunes. It's the second best uh, real estate investing podcast <laughs> on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> I'll, and, gi- I'll uh, give you that one. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so definitely go and check it. There's, there's so, so many, many really cool yeah. stories um, from the desk of a real estate lawyer um, who's just dealt with just about everything. And um, I'm hoping one of these days in the future, maybe you can even come on the morning show and just with a couple tales, um, you know what I mean? Just to just to share with the audience and we can do it in a live thing and then, you know, a little interactive. I'd, I'd, I'd love for that. I'd love for that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. We um, that'd be great to do. So, yes, have your people talk to my people. We can do it same time, same station next week. If if that works gotcha. for you guys, probably. That'd be amazing. Uh, we could talk about title insurance. We're not finished talking about closing, by the way. We're no, we're oh, near no. finished talking no. about closing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> we we have very all week next week. <laughs> Whoa. We're gonna book you in. You know, uh, well, we thank could. you, thank okay. you so much, right. Barry. This is this is really amazing, and I won't keep you for much longer. Um, if you guys are interested in, uh, you know, using Barry for any of your real estate transactions or any of his courses, just go to barrymcguire.ca. It's probably the easiest way, I would assume. Yeah, that's a easy way to contact me for anything at all. Um, yeah, go there and I'll always get back to you right away. Okay, Barry. Thank you so well, much, Barry. Thank you again. And uh, looking forward to seeing you at the cabin retreat on the 22nd. Uh, me too. That was a lot of fun last time and Donna and I are looking forward to it. Okay. Well, enjoy your day and your weekend. All right. Catch you later. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That's pretty amazing. Eh? Always learn something new. Yeah. I, I have so many notes. Yeah. That was um, awesome. I, I had never considered the RPR as a condition. Like, brilliant. Neither. Neither. <laughs> I, we have run into RPR issues on many occasions. Estoffel issues as well. So, yeah. you know, for those of you that uh, don't know, um, you know, on condos, they're... Uh, well, yeah. The, for no real RPR. estate closings, uh, like condo versus single family home is... Yeah is totally different. So that's a topic I, in its own as well. I had so many different notes yeah. here about like the difference between a normal buy and hold compared to, you know, a private financing, you know, uh, you know, on a deal, you know, cash how does closing. that, aff- what's that? <laughs> cash closing. Or uh, closing with cash. Like how does that affect the timing? You know, yeah. does it take longer? Is it faster? There's just so many different, you know, um, things Direct to consider. Things, and yeah. that's, and that's why I was so surprised that we've never had this discussion before because mm-hmm. a lot of people are intimidated by this state. Now that, the big thing for them, um, the, the the big domino for them is 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 finding the property and the diligence, and then removing conditions. And then once you knock that over, it's like like all of these other things. Okay, find this, find this. You got to do this. You know, diligence on this, and you need to do this, and you know, and and the tenants and the renovations and everything. And and sometimes real estate closing is just overlooked, and it can really smack you in the face. Um, you know, when your lawyer calls you up and says, Hey, I know we, we reviewed that RPR and the plan, you know, it looks good, but, um, can you tell me a little bit about that fence in the backyard? Yeah. And you're like, well, why Barry? Well, it just, it, it, from what you're telling me, it, you know, you said there's a shed, but they have a fence line here and I don't know where they would have put a shed. So, you know, can you take the RPR down to the property and maybe just go, with a measuring tape and measure it out just to kind of see what's going on here. And then you find out it's not right. And they, yeah. they redid the fence and, and uh, you know, and, and, and they, they moved it so that they can have a shed and there's, you know, the shed is, is, is larger than the allowable size for a, you know, a shed on a, on a yard. And now they need, you know, to change the RPR and they need a permit for it. And you're like, Oh shoot, like, what am I supposed to do here? This is three yeah. days, two days from closing. I'm supposed to sign this off and give these guys money. And they've got my, 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 you know, my feet to the fire, like, you know, saying sign it or you're not getting it. Yeah. And you have nothing. You've removed conditions. It's, it's, it can be extremely emotional. Yeah. And you just, especially we talk a lot about. When you're at that stage where you're literally about to get the keys and like sign off and, and have possession of the property and you find out that there's an issue that you might possibly have to walk away from if it can't be rectified. Yeah. That's messed up. Well, <laughs> as I was going to say was that like, we talk about decisions a lot. This, like when you, 
decide to buy a property, just like when you decide to buy a car, you get emotionally, when you make yeah. a decision, it's finite. When a real decision, I'm not talking about a goal or an idea, a decision, you have committed to something. It's impossible to turn back from it. Yes. You know what I mean? When you say you're going to buy that red car and, and then you go down to the dealership and you find out that they, they don't have any red cars, but they got green cars or you have to wait three months shit fucks with you yeah same thing with a with a you property end up with a green car <laughs> you end up with a green car nine times at a time um but you know you're not happy about it you lose but i'm saying is that you know you do all the diligence you pay the 450 dollars or 600 dollars for your home inspection and the sewer scope and everything else and you get all your financing all lined up and you go through all the hurdles of with the mortgage broker and getting all these net worth statements and rents you know ag uh, lease agreements and stuff and you, like it's it's and then to find out something like that what ends up happening is you make an emotional decision where it's yeah. like, you know what? Just fuck it. We'll pay for it. Just sign. Yeah. <laughs> Just sign. As opposed to, you yeah. know, making them take care of it or negotiating or it's, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to have Barry back on again because there's, there's a lot of stories like that. Yeah. If you, um, if you go and listen to his tales in the trenches, it, you would not believe the effing stories that are in there. <laughs> just, just imagine the craziest stories that will, that you can never think of, um, you know, he's dealt with them. And, um, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, would have probably been scared away from real estate after listening to all of them. Yeah. Me, it excited me because throughout listening to all of them, I made mental notes of like, okay, I'm definitely not doing that. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, if had I heard it, uh, I'm, I'm going to add in, you know, uh, a condition for for RPR, RPR review yeah. in my conditions before I remove conditions. So <coughs> um, what it did was it kind of mentally prepared me for all of the possible what ifs. And then I, I put measures in place to avoid all of them. Mm -hmm. um, lots of, lots of really cool stuff you can. Uh, yeah. And we probably could have been a couple uh, tales from the trench stories. <laughs> oh along yeah. The way. <laughs> Throughout my whole process, I was always dreaming that I would be on a tale. Um, <laughs> I've had so many crazy stories. And I'm like, Oh, this one's definitely going to be in Tales from the Trenches. <laughs> and to this date, I don't know if you're still listening, Barry. I have yet to be on Tales well, from the Trenches. Well, when's the last time he's done Tales from the Trenches? Like, Well, he stopped doing them on the, on the podcast a while back, and he started doing them on the Facebook page. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So, and, he, and Barry still does, um, on his blog and his website, he still does um, blog posts of Tales from the Trenches as well. Gotcha. But um, I don't think I've seen an updated... Um, uh, podcast one for at least six months. Um, oh, that, that, um, up to date. I thought that that was like a thing in the past. Uh, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, it would have been May of last year. Okay. I don't know why I remember that, but <laughs> I remember stuff. I know. Um, Robbie, uh, well, obviously lots of thank yous and, um, and good things to say about uh, Barry here in the comments. He is absolutely incredible. And we are so grateful that he's generous with his time um, to be with us. So mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you again, Barry. If... He does not hold back. Yeah. Uh, Robbie has got an offer getting sent in this morning. Wonder if we should add that in now last minute. Perhaps or perhaps <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. That can also be a strategic decision too. Like, it, it because to be it could it you know like if there's multiple offers going in and they see that you've put that you want to see the, like the rpr and stuff that might make a buyer go eh, i'll go with the other one um you know whatever or if it's just like yeah it depends robbie <laughs> uh my default answer would be title insurance but then you know of course you know barry says well that's a half an hour right there um my default answer would be title insurance to protect you from that so it's insurance um to ensure that everything is correct on the title in the RPR. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I have no idea what Barry, why Has Barry said, I need 30 <laughs> minutes to explain this, but of course everything comes with, uh, yeah. with a, with a, it depends or a, but, uh, every, everything comes with a, but, uh, <laughs> that might be my new favorite. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah I, 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 I wouldn't, too. I wouldn't let it hold you back. I mean, how yeah. much is it? If the deal is good enough, you know what I mean? If there's enough of a spread and it's a really good deal, then um, there should be enough of a spread or in the cushion to cover you in the worst case scenario that you may need to redo the deck 
which will cost you a couple thousand bucks and then a couple hundred bucks for a new permit yeah. and, you know, development permit. Like is if, if you got a good enough deal, don't let it hold you back. Yeah. And also like, um, I, Robbie, I know that I know what you're doing, but also like other considerations would be like, are you flipping the house? Is this like just a turnkey? Is like those new? types of like, things. Is, is, it, is it new? Is it old? Because those will all be like if you're flipping the property and tearing things apart and rebuilding the deck and doing all those things, like who cares? I, I wouldn't put that in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if yeah. Anyways. We got uh, Ryan uh, calling in here. <clears throat> and he's here. Hello, Good morning, Ryan. Guys. Good morning. So. So my question or, or thoughts on the RPR thing, uh, just thought I'd add in a bit. It was, yeah, I, if it's not listed as a condition, it's still in there as a contractual obligation of the seller, right? The RPR and compliance. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I guess if you wanted to kind of get a heads up and, and make sure it all lined up, that would make sense as a condition, but otherwise... Um, they're still going to be obligated. We had that come up on one of ours where it was an old RPR that the seller provided um, and uh, didn't properly reflect the property. So uh, when Barry and his people recognized that, they went back to the seller and said, hey, we need a updated one. And thankfully there was time for mm -hmm. the seller to to then go get the updated RPR for us. And then they reviewed that. Um, and then there was a fence issue. And then that gave us further negotiation um, later on in the sale after, you know, that was an accepted offer. Yeah. Whereas if it was a condition, you know, it may come to a point where you decide not to move, remove conditions, uh, instead of using it as a negotiation tactic kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And, and there's, there's, yeah, so many different ways that it can all play out. Right. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess, yeah, I think the, that's the, the biggest big, thing is the timing issue as well. It, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Is that at, at the end of the day, I think that um, most importantly, it just keeps it from being a last minute issue that holds up the deal from closing on time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, they are at the end of the day, that's their responsibility as a seller. So, you know, it gets worked out, but yeah, it's I the mean, timing. Yeah. If you're at the, the, the 29th of January and you're supposed to be moving in there February 1st, it can be a little stressful because, you know, say for example, you're buying this property as a home and you've got, you know, your lease is ending or you've got another sale closing on the 30th. Like, you need to be out because yeah. you need to get mm -hmm. into that home because you have no other living arrangements. You're expecting the keys and you got the U-Haul, you know, ready to go. So, um, yeah, yeah, timing, it's, it's, it's very important for, you know, for, for the buyer. And that's why I said there's so much stress involved in the motions. But yeah, uh, Ryan, I got you here and I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> so Ryan um, won uh, the fan of the month last month. December. December? Was it December? Oh, he November. Won, he, he, November. He won November. Yes. And because of the holidays and stuff like that, we went into uh, we went into January. So he actually had his last call yesterday. Um, it's all done. He got his, his month worth of mentorship. I'm curious, sir, and I know how much how much growth he's had over the last <laughs> 45 days or so. But uh, you know, how was it? You know, what, what's uh, what's your feedback? Uh, it's been terrific. Yeah, got a lot of clarity. Made some big decisions. Um, yeah, big big plans moving forward. So. It, uh, I think was just what I needed at the time, to be honest. So yeah, very That's thankful. Awesome. That's awesome. No, and great way to start the year too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get really deep into, you know, big decisions like that and, and, and stepping out of the comfort zone with just a couple calls. You know what I mean? Um, like I was mentioning to you yesterday, normally that's why I start off with a cabin retreat and then mentor because like, you know, the first call is pretty much getting to know you and trying to figure out what the heck you do and why you do it. Um, but, uh, no, like you, 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 you went in all in like completely vulnerable, completely coachable. So 
no, I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy for the decisions you made. We won't talk about them because they're personal. I get it. <laughs> but uh, but I'm I'm extremely happy and proud of you for uh, for the amount of like decisions and, and growth that you had in just a short amount of time. So, and That's it looks awesome. like you are in the running for top fan for this month as well. So <laughs> it's a very strong possibility we might be continuing. Um, but if you guys are interested in that and 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 you know the retreat or or winning the top fan and potentially you know getting a free month of mentorship. Definitely get involved in the live show. Definitely mm-hmm. get your hearts in and sharing the show and all forms that, you know, anything that's going to get in form of engagement on the live platform that's going to get you um, those hearts that will accumulate to you being the top fan of the month and you can uh, win that as well. So um, thank you for that, Ryan. And thanks for the question. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Thanks. You guys have a great weekend. You, you too. too, buddy. Well, Gabby. Um, Lindsay, um, gave us a little story in, uh, her, on her RPR situation. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she said, I feel validated. The property we have an offer on had an RV pad poured six inches onto the next lot, which Oof. was previously owned by our sellers. So my understanding is that he owned both, lot, he right. or she owned both lots. Um, and we requested a new RPR, which is now in process at the expense of the seller. Yeah. We were worried about the next neighbor putting up a stink. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then she said, and an easement is being registered with the town and signed by our seller and the current neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are definite concerns. Um, and so silly of the the seller to do that. Like just because you own two lots now, obviously you're not going to own them forever and that will be a problem. You know what? That made it, that might have been the seller's, you know, thoughts. But at the same time, like, you know, if we think about that property where they did that retaining wall. And you remember they did the retaining wall, like mm. literally butted up to our neighbor's garage gar- house. or house, house, house. <laughs> the back of house. house. <laughs> they, yeah. The builder did a retaining wall. It was literally like touching the person's house yeah. way over the line. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck were these people thinking? Yeah. So sometimes just, and that, well, what we know now is it needed to be built that way in order for it to, to be prote- effective. Yeah. To end uh, Yeah. Protect their property. And yeah. thankfully, you know, the, I wouldn't even call it a house next door. It's 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 a shack, shack. <laughs> that's just waiting to be torn down in a new and infill, infill property. Yeah. <laughs> but she's just she lives in there. I don't think she ever leaves the house other than the garden. Um uh she was okay with it. Yeah. So our um landscaper, <clears throat> like was it the landscaper who who went over and talked to her? Uh yeah, the 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 one the guys. Or was doing it the, the grading, city person? Grading. Yeah, that's yeah. not it. Sorry, I didn't landscaper grading. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but actually just like got verbal confirmation, um, from them, which they said is, is important because like, were they even aware? Have they been back here? Like, is it all of a sudden going to be a problem? I don't think she's ever been on that side of the house. Yeah. So, uh, got some verbal confirmation that like, yeah, it's fine or whatever. I, so. Well, whenever they do tear that house down, it's going to be a big fucking problem for us. Yeah. I mean, I put it in, I put it in a file in the back of my head for later when just to deal yeah. with, but, <laughs> um, you know, I do expect, you know, a very costly um issue later but what we'll end up doing is getting some sort of a written agreement that you know for the yeah. encroachment um yeah but you know some developer who's developing that lot is not going to be happy that we took two or three feet you know out of the back there when a very awkward yeah it's like a lot little kind pizza. of triangle yeah pizza slice yeah um yeah, but at the same time, like you said, because that property, it's like even it's a couple feet lower, like yeah. it just like drops there. And so it's it's for that property's protection. Like they'd be screwed. They'd be flooded oh, like, they, she, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> She'd have a waterbed. Yeah. <laughs> um, a water house. <laughs> uh, okay. So an easement uh, is being registered with the town and signed by her seller in the current neighbor. That was just Lindsay's comment there. Okay. She has some more information. So the seller sold the neighboring lot vacant for $2,500 and lots are at minimum 70000 <clears throat> He needed cash that weekend is what the neighbor who bought it told me. I'm now dealing with his estate. So the seller passed before I offered and I have been dealing with his sister as an ex-executor since Mm. we started. Crazy. Crazy. Um, Seller paused before I offer and you've been dealing with it. Okay, got it. Um, And then Josh had a comment here as well. Oh, he said, awesome, Ryan. Big things coming your way. Yeah, Yeah, uh, Ryan... uh, I can't can't talk about it, which which sucks. Um, (laughs) But like, keep an eye on Ryan. And you know what? (laughs) And I'm hoping... 
I'm hoping that Ryan documents this on social media so everyone can see what he's up to um, because he's got some really cool plans, uh, some like some serious, some serious steps outside of the comfort zone. Um, so he's got some big stuff coming. Um, and I, I pray to God he documents it on social media so we all can share in it and you guys can follow along. Um, <laughs> okay. So just about, you know, at the end of the show, we might actually be on time today. I'm going to see if I can hit yeah, 59 right. minutes and 59 yeah, seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> no faith. <laughs> wow. Um, He's going to find something to dive into. Well, I, I just want, what I want to talk about is that uh, that midnight move because um, whatever discussion we were on yesterday, it, it wasn't that. No. Um, yeah, it's been a couple of days since we talked about that. Uh, I, I do still have a few questions left over, as I mentioned yesterday. That Oh, yeah, we were doing Q&A, like uh, leftover questions. Yeah. Um, uh so we do still have some leftover questions from yesterday and previous days. So we'll get into that next week. Um, but I, we didn't get a chance to talk about the midnight move that we had. Uh, if you're following along on social media, you would have seen, you know, an update on that. It was uh, nothing too crazy. Um, <clears throat> not to say midnight moves are easy, but uh, this one was generally. Uh, we've gone through, you know, the desired outcome that we want. We've, mm -hmm. we've, we, we talked about it for a good half an hour yesterday. Just, you know, if this happens, then we'll do this. If this happens, then we'll do this. But uh, walking in there, I noticed it wasn't cleaned. They said it was clean. It wasn't cleaned. It was like nothing was cleaned. Nothing was cleaned. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. They, what they mean was they got rid of all their stuff. Yeah, all their stuff was They out. took all their furniture out and, and it's been cleaned of, cleaned of, out, of their, of their items. Is what they meant. It's cleaned <clears throat> out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a completely different definition. Yeah. Um, just dog fur everywhere yeah. um no you know, surfaces was no, no surface surfaces wiped. were wiped yeah. or, or swept um you know they left stuff in the fridge they left a few things in the cupboard um big pile of cardboard uh, a giant room. pile of recycling in the middle of the dining room and they're like and the yeah. reason why they didn't do that was because um the property wasn't shoveled so they probably just didn't want to walk through um, two feet of snow to bring it to the back and crush all the boxes down. Looks like they made a decision and they left like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, I walked through it. Um, they moved in when? Mid-November. Mid-November. So they got November for free. Um, paid December, paid January. Paid December and left early January. So a little over a month they were there. And... Uh, you know, there was scuffs on the wall. That that place was freshly painted. Fresh. Like brand, like we painted the whole Finished place. Finished painting like days before they moved in. And they scuffed up the walls. Um, a few spots just like, you know, as you're Furniture coming in the door. Yeah. Um, you know, where the dining room table was, uh, where the couches were. Um, where so the bed on, was, yeah. What's that? And where the bed was. And where the bed was. So um, just lot, lots of moving furniture. Yeah, and lots of new scrapes on the floor, which the floors were already scuffed up, so nothing we can really do about that one. But yeah, yeah. So of course, the cleaning a full a full you know move out clean is, is going to be how much? Several hundred. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like they always overquote, and then it just takes the amount of time that it's it takes. Hourly, but right? yeah, it can be anywhere from like three hundred to five hundred, depending how bad it is. Yeah. So the whole walkout inspection, which they chose not to come to. Yeah. Um, yeah, they verbally. Um, or uh, yeah, in, in writing, <laughs> in writing, they, they wrote that they're not interested when yeah, they took they videos. Yeah. So I took my own videos. I don't know, like, what kind of videos. Yeah, <laughs> you saw my videos. Yeah, um, I was I was looking through them yesterday, getting like their report and everything together, and I was just fuming that people would just abandon like that and and leave that mess for you to clean up. It's just. I mean, like, that's part of being a landlord, you, like, you deal with it. But I'm just like, what, like, who do you have to be to just, like, leave that on somebody else, to just be so irresponsible? It just, yeah. A dick. Crazy. Yeah. A dick. Don't be a dick. They definitely were dicks. They were dicks. I don't care what your situation is. You have responsibilities in life. Yeah, like, don't be a dick. Get be a your good shit person. together. Right? That's, that's the, that's the, that's our motto. D-bad. Um, <laughs> D-bad. Thanks to Patrick. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to send in the cleaners and then we got to send in our handyman to repaint a couple walls. Um, you know what? It, like uh, these scuffs would have normally been normal wear and tear. If they had been there for a year. If they'd been there for a year or if two people had been in there. You know what I mean? But the fact that that was like a month and a half ago, it was brand new paint. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, is, is not acceptable. So those those are damages. Um, we'll have the place cleaned up probably about $700 total. We, we estimate. Repairs and cleaning, yeah. Um, now, they abandoned. I'm not going to make that 59-minute thing. I'm sorry. Uh, well, you didn't. <laughs> I got uh, well, 15 my phone, seconds. My phone says seven. I got 15 seconds here. <laughs> um, <laughs> they um, they abandoned their lease. So in Alberta, uh, you you cannot terminate a lease unless both parties agree to terminate. A fixed term lease. Yeah. A fixed term lease. <clears throat> so they're responsible for it until the end. Um, unless they choose to abandon it. And they've abandoned their lease. And our responsibilities as the landlord in that scenario is to find a suitable replacement for the same amount of rent in, in as quickly as we can. To help them, um, you know, lessen the, um, their losses. So that is our responsibility, and we're getting it cleaned, and we're getting it repaired, and we're getting it back on the market. But if, in the event that we don't find a suitable replacement for February, then they are responsible for February's rents and utilities. That's mm-hmm. their responsibility. Um, so we have one da- month's damage deposit or security deposit. Sorry, seven hundred dollars worth of. And there's already seven hundred dollars worth of cleaning and repairs. So what we we were going through different scenarios here, just trying to figure out like, how do we go about doing this to make sure that we, um, that there isn't a bill to them because, you know, they're moving back to white court. Um, I remember they had their own business that was in the States. It's going to be hard to collect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was talking about this the other day about like why, what was going through my mind because he had a dog training business in, in, in California or something like that. I'm like, in my mind, when I'm screening someone, I'm thinking like, how am I going to get money for them from them if they fuck up? If they're a dick. Yeah. And that's why is because now it's like, okay, I won't be able to collect anything from them. I don't know which bank they're at because um, I don't have that information. Uh, they're in white court, which is kind of tough for serving people, but if we have their address. Um, I can't garnish wages. I can't um, freeze their bank account. I can't. All I can really do is send it to collections and register at the, at the Alberta registry. Yeah. which can be a, a pain in the butt for them. So we were going over the math. So like, okay, so if we don't fill it for February and we have to take their damage, uh, their security deposit towards rent, I, I know damages first and then rent, but just like just easy math for you guys to understand. That means there's going to be $700 left owing for the, the, the cleaning and the repairs. Mm-hmm. So do I want to file an RTDRS hearing with a $75 application fee? So tack that onto the money they owe us and then go to a hearing and then they show up, they don't show up, who knows? We're going to win because we have all the evidence. We get our judgment. Then I got to drive down to um, the city of Edmonton, uh, downtown. We live in Leduc, so it's probably a 40-minute drive. Go file at the Court of Queen's Bench. You know, apparently I heard recently, who was it? uh, (laughs) Long lineups. (laughs) Was it Mike that was saying it's long lineups? (laughs) I got to go and wait in line, file that, ask for a writ of enforcement, and then I need to serve them the judgment, which is going to be registered mail, add another 10 or 15 bucks onto their what they owe us, right? And then at that particular point, I go down, to, I got to go drive down to the registry's office, sit in the, you know, in Alberta registry. I'm like, how long is that going to take me? I've been there a few times and <laughs> that's a long lineup. And then, uh, then I'm going to probably have to do some research on some uh, collections agencies. That's what we were talking about too. And collections agencies will typically take, I believe, 50% of the money that's owed. Um, so the $700, they they're going to take, collect, yeah. they're going to take, if they successfully collect, they're going to take half of the money that they're collecting. So we're going to lose 350 on there. Is it really worth all of those steps and all that driving and all those waiting in lines for $350? Maybe for some people, but for me, not even $700 is not worth my time. So what I'm trying to do is like, I think our best approach is to fill it for February as quick. Like we got it. We're going to do whatever it takes. How, how much time do we got? We got, uh, not today. I mean this month, uh, we got two weeks, maybe almost three, mm-hmm. um, to, to get this thing filled. And I think we're going to do that, um, to not just, I mean, it's our obligation, you know, to, to, to help the tenant, but at the same time to help us. Out of a situation where we're we're going to need to try and collect from them or, you know, lose, you know, it sounds like we'll lose 500 bucks. No, we'll lose 700 bucks, right? Yeah. Um, And I don't want that. So we're going to try and fill it as quickly as possible. And then we'll use the security deposit towards the damages and cleaning. And they'll get a little bit of money back. And they'll get a little bit of money back. So um, that's that's the best approach for us. Sucks because, you know, we wanted to be focusing on other things in January. We weren't expecting Mm -hmm. this. Um, now we're going to have to. Yeah. Know. Anyone want to file taxes for me? No. 
Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, a couple big corporations that are uh, that need uh, taxes filed. Not not simple. Stat. <laughs> not not an easy deal. But um, uh, just gonna scroll through comments here real fast. Uh, we Nothing are all there. good. Yeah. Can I wrap her up? Wrap her up. Okay. Um, I'm still working on that whole wrap it has, up thing. It's, it's been a slice, you guys. <laughs> it's been a slice. Is that is that seriously? Oh my god. Um, okay, we got a question, but here's what I'm gonna do. Brooker, I'm gonna save this for Monday. I'm sorry. Have you ever have you guys ever done a joint venture with someone that yes. brought all the down payment? Oh, yes. That's all the time. It. Yeah, <laughs> you betcha. You wanna learn more? Join in on Monday and we can talk more about it. Just wondering how you would structure that. Oh. Easy. Bring bring your questions on Monday. We'll yeah. uh, we'll help you out with that. Yeah. I know all about that. Don't you worry. Okay, guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 